Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. Good evening, it's World Wide Wave time, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We're taking you around the globe one queer story at a time and I'm really pleased to be joined um, in the studio uh, by the newsreader with the mostest, Andrew. <laughs> Hi, thanks Matt. Uh, The largest HIV and AIDS conference in the world was held in the past few weeks in Montreal, Canada. While COVID-19 has dominated the media and our mindsets, there were 1.5 million new HIV infections each year. The conference brings together the brightest scientists, researchers and doctors to continue the fight against this global pandemic. And just as HIV fights for some coverage against COVID-19, another attack on our community emerges in the form of monkeypox, or MPX. To discuss the highlights from the AIDS 2022 conference and the arrival of MPX in Australia, we are tonight joined by Heath Painter, the Deputy CEO of AFEO, the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight. The risk population is gay and bisexual men and the messaging should be targeted to gay and bisexual men. But the tension for us is to develop messaging that doesn't frame monkeypox as a gay disease because what that will do, it runs the risk of triggering and perpetuating unhelpful and inaccurate stereotypes about the way gay men behave. There are over 38 million people living with HIV in the world at the moment, and despite all the advances in treatments, that number is still growing by at least 1.5 million per year. The AIDS 2022 conference in Montreal brings together a global army fighting this pandemic. Uh, The topics covered were not dissimilar to previous years, PrEP, prevention, stigma, comorbidities. There were new advances in testing, treating and managing HIV, like longer-lasting PrEP, and advances towards a future cure. Heath Painter from the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations, AFAO, attended the conference and we asked Heath what the major themes of the AIDS 2022 conference were. So we still have a lot of issues. Um, Gay and bisexual men uh, uh, continue to be a priority population globally for HIV, not just in Australia. And um, I think the challenges that emerge with gay and bisexual men in the context of HIV in low-income and middle-income settings is ensuring that there is targeted expenditure, targeted investment in services for 
gay and bisexual men, not just services for those communities that are linked or delivered for people who make up the general population, which is particularly relevant in settings where HIV is prevalent among uh, or is a general epidemic and prevalent among um, heterosexual communities. And, of course, there's the issues around um, trans communities, particularly trans women, and ensuring that trans people um, also have allocated funding that is that is specific for their needs. With regard to Australia, were there anything, any new research or breakthrough from Australia to... No, there to wasn't. The uh, no, 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 that will happen in a couple of weeks at the Australasian HIV AIDS conference on the Sun... In next week at the, in the Australasian HIV AIDS conference on the Sunshine Coast. And um, so obviously the focus in terms of infectious diseases for the last couple of years, now nearly three years have been on the global COVID outbreak. What can be the implication of that doofing on HIV uh, fight and that pandemic? So I think it's multiple pandemics. It's tuberculosis, it's malaria, it's viral hep, it's HIV. It's, it's, it's a, just another global pandemic. Um, but we have seen, based on global fund data, a reversal in HIV for the first time this century. So, that, so they've released data, the Global Fund, which is a big bank that funds um, programming around the world. My organisation, AFAO, receives funding from the Global Fund. Uh, they have identified a deterioration in the global HIV response for the first time in 20 years, and that's simply, we think, because money allocated for HIV had to be diverted to address the COVID response across the world. And, of course, really what we need um, especially is investment in community-operated responses to HIV, similar to what we have in Australia. Um, and we know that when services are led by community for the community who are sp supposed to receive them, that they that they work the most effectively and it's the best investment in terms of outcomes and prevention of HIV and scaling up treatment for people diagnosed with HIV. So obviously there's something else emerging at the moment and Australia was a leader in the fight against HIV in the 80s, 90s. How is Australia situated to combat monkeypox? So I think what you're seeing at the moment is a rapid response to monkeypox in Australia, um, and that's being led by community and clinical workforce. So ASHM, the Australasian Society of HIV and Viral Hepatitis Medicine, and AFAO. And I think what we're doing is seeking to deploy the same infrastructure that we've used to address HIV to monkeypox, and that's a nice fit because the priority population, in fact, the sole population for monkeypox infection in Australia is gay and bisexual men. And, of course, um, throughout the HIV epidemic, gay and bisexual men have been the priority population. And so what that looks like is um, deploying resourcing that ensures that there's collaboration between research, community, clinical partners and rapidly providing intelligence to government. And we're seeing that with the rollout of a national monkeypox task force. We're seeing that with health promotion that's about to be delivered and also the um, <coughs> development of the capacity of the workforce to respond not only for treatment but also for the delivery of vaccines. 
That's Heath Painter from the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations, AFAO, with us on Joy 94.9. Now, we've got some more coming up about monkeypox in particular. We might just talk a bit more about uh, AIDS 2022 first. So this is a conference every four years, uh, Canada hosting this time, and Melbourne was the host in 2014. Yeah. the Global Fund, the reversal in the first time in 20 years that uh, HIV response has gone backwards. That's a little bit scary in one way, but uh, do you think it's just, you know, COVID, we've, we've been subsumed by this uh, massive global pandemic of, of COVID? Yeah, I think we absolutely have. Although um, Sharon Lewin, who is the inaugural director of the Doherty Institute for Infection and Immunity, um, she's uh, very optimistic. She thinks that we should focus on the unprecedented investments in public health we've seen across the globe over the past two or more years. She says, let's capitalise on the global surge in awareness around infectious diseases. So that's encouraging. Yeah, and she's just been elected the president of the International Aid Society, so uh, the head of uh, this conference going forward. And, and look, many people listening would know Sharon Lewin. Um, she's been working in the area of HIV AIDS for, you know, since the 80s and uh, has also done a lot of work in um, other uh, communicable diseases and, and COVID as well. Um, very well respected. So great to see her at the helm of the uh, International AIDS Society going forward. And, and Brisbane will, in fact, host a big conference on that uh, next year as well. Um, some of the outcomes of that conference, um, a couple of interesting ones, the self-test kits. I guess, again, COVID-wise, we've all got these rat tests, the, the at-home test kits. Well, they've been developing for many years HIV at-home testing kits. Mm, um, and they've been able to get those down to US $1 in some, for some countries. So I think that could make a really big difference in, um, you know, many uh, um, third world countries, countries where, where, you know, every dollar makes a, a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And for everybody in the West as well, it'd be great. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, the other thing that COVID has done, um, which Heath touched on, is sort of um, how these different infections work with or against each other. So uh, the fact that there's some investment uh, in COVID doesn't mean it's necessarily taken away from things like HIV, AIDS, but they can then look at how um, all these various um, global impacts uh, interact and affect various people, and particularly uh, for us, the LGBT community. Mm, mm. Uh, Coming up, we find out why gay and bisexual men are the epicentre of the MPX virus. This is World Wide Wave. Our diverse communities have one home. Joy. This is Autumn Batar from LGBT Centre of Mongolia, and I'm happy to be on World Wide Wave. A nod to all the scientists working away for, um, be it COVID or HIV AIDS or monkeypox. Um, We put out the call, so with monkeypox, how much do you know how... How comfortable, how confident are you in being able to deal with, I guess, the next um, the next health issue that we have to keep an eye on? Um, Andrew, what about you? Do you, are you feeling that you're well prepared, or you're a little bit concerned that you might want that might need to know more? Well, I feel I need to know a lot more actually, because I have had a brief look online, and um, interestingly, I didn't find much about treatment. I don't, so I don't know whether there is any treatment or whether you just have to sit it out. Um, I also wondered if you're immune after you recover, or can you get it again? And um, I didn't know until today that there is a vaccine available and that you can get it in Australia. Yeah, so, well, if you find it. 
So they're still making more. But, uh, yes, we'll get a bit more information from our guest about that. But, yeah, well, look, we're putting the call out to you. How much do you know? What, what are the questions that you would like answered? Australia is currently has 106 confirmed cases of MPX or mon- mon- monkeypox. It doesn't sound like much, but from one case arriving from overseas, it has now spread to community transmission, and Victoria makes up almost half of those cases. There is a limited supply of vaccines available in Australia, although there is more on the way. We asked Heath Painter from the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations what gay and bisexual men could do to best protect themselves and those of their sexual partners. And what um what would you recommend we do? Um, you know, men, sex with men, gay, bisexual, other part of our community. What do you recommend for the protection? Because there's very limited supply of vaccine at the moment, and there are clear criteria in terms of at-risk people. What else can we do? So the best we can do is obviously we need people to get the vaccine. So. Um, if you're a sexually active gay and bisexual man, you should see your your a sexual health physician or your doctor in your state or territory and um, see if you can get the vaccine. They are being rolled out in the small numbers. If not, get on the wait list because we will get more. So, so be patient on that front. And really what you need to do, um, if you haven't travelled, then you need to monitor for symptoms and test. If there are regular cases of community transmission, then people will need to think carefully about um, sex with casual partners if they're not vaccinated. That's not to say you limit your your sex, um, but it is to say that you should think carefully about the risk of monkeypox infection and if it is circulating in the community. And, of course, the way to manage that is through vaccines and there will be enough for people in the mid to long term. The other thing I should say there is if you have travelled to a hotspot, so Europe or North America, and you've been sexually active, you should abstain from sex for two weeks. We we think it's reasonable to ask men to do that, to allow time for people to identify any symptoms that could indicate monkeypox infection. Uh, there's been, um, especially in Melbourne, there's been some uh, stop put in, term, in terms of certain uh themed parties that have been stopped. Um, do you think that can have a, what kind of impact do you think that could have on the community in terms of, um, and I want to get into stigma a little bit more as well, but in terms of what message does it tell the general public, but also people in the community that this, these events are not going ahead? Well, I'm, there's community circulation in Melbourne that's now public. There's, I think there's 10 cases that have been acquired from other people in the community. And so uh, almost all cases until about a week ago were in travellers. Um, there is a sense of reasonableness in this in this decision. However, I want to I want to make it clear that these kinds of events are really important places to reach gay men with health promotion messages, to reach gay men with other peers who can build their awareness of what monkeypox is and how to manage monkeypox infection. They're also really important sites whereby um, vaccines could be delivered. And I know that in a number of jurisdictions around Australia, they are considering when we have more vaccines delivering them in saunas and bathhouses. Now, the event you're talking about isn't in a sauna or a bathhouse, but it is a space 
that gay men can go to and can engage in, can have a sexual encounter with another man. Um, but I do think, as I said, I, I, I get the sense that this, that of the operator in closing this down. And I really hope, you know, these are important spaces for gay men that it can reopen soon once the vaccine is rolled out. But I want to say that, that we need to be very careful about thinking, or particularly governments ordering gay venues to close. In fact, we would, it is our expectation this doesn't happen and we would advise strongly not to do it because it creates more problems than it resolves. I mean, uh, to, to clarify, this wasn't the government asking the no, 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 organisers. That was a yeah, will yeah. from the organiser to say. But as no, said, no, no, but, but I think it can send a signal to governments that, oh, well, the, the community's closing down. And I'm, I'm not criticising the individual. You know, it makes sense at this point in time. Perhaps, you know, there's very few vaccines that have been rolled out for it to close temporarily. But it shouldn't be a signal to governments that the way to manage this is by shutting down venues where gay men um, frequent and meet each other. From AFAO, the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations, that's Heath Painter with us on Joy 94.9. A neglected disease finding a new pathway. It's uh, I find it quite fascinating how these sorts of um, diseases uh, fight and change and keep reinventing themselves in order to survive. And, and we've got to be as a population, as quick in in changing and, and meeting those new, you know, whatever is thrown at us. It's yeah. a, for, it's for medical people, it must be a nightmare. Yes, it's all very scary and um, throws up a lot of challenges for all of us. We should point out it's not a sexually transmitted infection. Uh, the reason it sort of is um, much more predominant in in the gay and bisexual in gay and bisexual men is is around sexual contact and that that sort of closeness with an infected person so um some wise advice there and particularly um there, there's more monkeypox outside of australia than within so if you are going overseas to be extra careful and and that two-week window i don't think do you think that's a if you're coming back from overseas from north america or europe abstaining from sex for two weeks do you think that's reasonable well that's the incubation period so i think that's extremely reasonable to wait and just make sure that you don't have it and don't pass it on to somebody else through skin-to-skin contact mm. yeah any close contact and worryingly it can also be transmitted through towels and bedding and their fomites things that infected people touch and leave the virus on the the inanimate object and then um, infect somebody else who touches that object Mm. I do take some heart in that, you know, if we compare this to um, when HIV AIDS was, um, you know, at its peak and there was absolute panic and closure of gay venues and and really um, uh, massive discrimination against uh, the LGBT community, this is a much more, it seems to be a much more level-reasoned health-focused response than the hysteria that was back then. Thank heavens for that. Well, at least monkeypox isn't going to kill you unless you're severely immunocompromised. You might be at risk of death, but otherwise it's, um, I believe it's something that goes away by itself. Yeah. As I said before, I don't know whether you can catch it again or whether you have antibodies to it. Uh, Coming up on Joy 94.9, we're going to discuss the risks of stigma with this new disease and what we might have learned from our experience with HIV. This is World Wide Wave. Joy.org.au. Diversity has a new home. Hello, I'm Micaela, the producer of El Hombre Nuevo, speaking from Uruguay for World Wide Wave.
You're on the show that takes you around the globe, one queer story at a time on Joy 94.9. You're on World Wide Wave. And a special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcasts automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave us a review. The onset of the HIV AIDS epidemic led to a stigma against the LGBT community that still lives on today. Our guest, Heath Painter, the Deputy CEO of AFAO, that's the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations, has been clear to point out that he doesn't support the closure of events and spaces for gay and bisexual men. In fact, gay events and sex on premises venues have a long history of providing support and information to gay and bisexual men, particularly relating to HIV, and they could do the same for the monkeypox virus. But with current health information around monkeypox specifically singling out men who have sex with men as the main high-risk group, we asked Heath if this could open up to further stigma for the LGBT community. I think you, you made a very good point here that these kind of venues and they, they, you know, these communities have been key actors in HIV AIDS prevention and they are areas where we can, we can reach people. Um, but with the, with the focus on men who have sex with men and the transmission in that group, you know, by just um, singling out men who have sex with men as being the one that are at risk, because that's what's been said at the moment. Um, you know, does that neglecting the rest of the population could that prove no, no. Um, um, so, so what we know from the northern hemisphere and um, from Australia, the, this virus is circulating among gay and bisexual men. There are very, very small numbers of infections among women. Very, very small in, in the northern hemisphere. None in Australia. The general population is at no risk of monkeypox at the moment. Um, the risk priority, uh, the, the risk population is gay and bisexual men, and the messaging should be targeted to gay and bisexual men. But the tension for us is to develop messaging that doesn't frame monkeypox as a gay disease, because what that will do is it will, uh, it runs the risk of triggering um, and perpetuating unhelpful and inaccurate stereotypes about the way gay men behave. So the, the trick in delivering messaging is to manage that tension between targeted messaging but messaging that doesn't frame the virus as a gay disease. And any tips to, to achieve that? Uh, well, you need to work with community in developing the message. Um, you need to, um, particularly if and when there are there is an outbreak in one or more jurisdictions, um, particularly messaging to community about sex and about an advice on sexual contact needs to be led by community leaders. And it's really important that people familiar with community and familiar with the language that community use lead the messaging um, around sex and any advice on sex. Because if the messaging's wrong, then we run the risk of the messaging being non-credible potentially stigmatising and driving people away from services when we want to encourage people to go to services. And maybe just to finish off, the, the landscape, you know, especially in terms of social media, is very different now than what it used to be at the beginning of, or there wasn't any at the beginning of HIV-AIDS. How do, do you think we can use that 
to change the messaging and to make sure what you were talking about doesn't happen in terms of stigmatization or making it a gay disease? Well, I think social media provides us with an amazing platform to reach men rapidly. It provides us with a platform to to provide people in specific geographic locations with tailored messaging that is developed in response to the epidemiological profile that is what's happening with monkeypox in that setting. And that grinder can do that. So you can tailor a message to everyone in Brisbane that's different from everyone in, in Melbourne. Um, but also it's a great way to get very specific, sharp and succinct messages to people that might help people understand how to check for symptoms or what a symptom might be, where they can get tested, where they can get the vaccine. Social media is a great platform for that very quick, rapid messaging. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave. That's Heath Painter with us, the Deputy CEO of AFAO, the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations, on Joy 94.9. It is... there's a lot happening. It's a lot to take in. Um, the key messages we really want people to take out um, are that, you know, monkeypox is out there. It is spread from person to person through skin-to-skin contact. Uh, so somebody that has the virus, if you're having um, uh, close skin-to-skin contact. Um, the things to look out for in terms of symptoms um, it could be a rash, fever, chills, muscle aches, back aches, um, exhaustion, and those those little lesions, which are you know not dissimilar to other pox type things, but where yeah. you, you get those um, vesicles, pustules, pimples, ulcers, and they can be on the face, the body, palms of the hands, soles of the feet, or inside the mouth, and very very painful. Yes. Uh, the incubation period is usually seven to fourteen days, but they have had reports of anything from about five days to twenty one days. So um, don't just assume if it's uh, if, if you see the first sign of symptoms, make sure you go see your doctor yeah and you're you can uh give it to somebody else uh from the time you have your first symptoms until the rash lesions crust dry or fall off you're infectious all that time as we mentioned there is a vaccine available uh and it is being prioritized particularly for gay and bisexual men um particularly a focus if you've had an sti in the last 12 months if you've are or have been travelling to North America or Europe before October 31, um, or if you regularly attend sex on premises venues, saunas, adult cinemas, beats, and sex parties, and also for sex workers. So the key um, key places you can go in in Victoria: the Melbourne Sexual Health Centre, Thorn Harbour Health, Northside Clinic, Collins Street Medical Practice, and the Pran Market Clinic. And uh, you can find all these details on the Department of Health's website. And also for people in the country, there are options. Just contact your local public health unit for what uh, works for you. And you can register your details and um, be notified when vaccines or more appointments become available. Yep, definitely, definitely. So the vaccines are coming, uh, don't panic. Um, but if you think you are uh, at particular risk, make sure you see your doctor. Those websites are health vic.gov.au or go to thornharbour.org. 
This is Ryan Reed from the International Gay Rodeo Association, battling up with World Wide Wave on Joy 94.9. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you to our guest tonight, uh, Heath Painter, the Deputy CEO of AFAO, the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations. Find out more at afeo.org.au or those websites, health.vic.gov.au and thornharbour.org. And thank you to people who have sent us messages, for example, on Facebook, Liz, B, Jennifer, James and a heap more uh, in the past week. And that's W3Joy on Facebook. And we'll be back next week with more World Wide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash Worldwide Wave, or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.